All right, Tim, what do we want to do? Do you want to write down a script or something? What do we want to do about our... A little um... Well, there's something short and sweet, but I guess we got to, like, have the website or something, like... You know what I mean? We gotta like advertise it, I guess. What's, what's the website? Is it is it pastthepopcorn.neozaz? I don't really know. Let's all go to the podcast. I don't know. Let's all go to the podcast. Let's all go to the podcast. Pa- okay, pastthepopcorn.neozaz.com. Yeah, there you go, Tim. All right, so yeah, let's let's just let's just try it. When you say pass the popcorn, pause and I go pass the popcorn. Okay. Like I do on all the episodes. It's <laughs> it's it's my thing. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Hi there, this is Chris. And this is Tim. And we are trying to get more listeners for our podcast called Pass the Popcorn. Pass the Popcorn. <clears throat> Pass the Popcorn is a show that Chris and I who see we we see a ton of movies each. We do. Me more so than him. We uh we basically just sit down and we talk about the movies we saw that week. We're really great at self-promotion. We hope that you join us. You can you can find Pass the Popcorn all at the same places you find Star Wars in Character or the Grady's or what have you. All the Neozaz things. You can find them on iTunes. And you can also find us at passthepopcorn.neozaz.com. So next hey, time... Chris. Yes. <laughs> Never mind. Next time you're at a movie theater and you look over and you see me or Tim, we might ask you to... Pass the Popcorn. There you go. You're listening to Indiana Jones in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones. Backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now, here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello and welcome to Indiana Jones in Character. We have done... This is the third? This fourth. Four, this fourth. four episodes in a month. We didn't do one in a whole year. <laughs> this is the fourth one we've done in like two weeks. Seriously. We recorded four of them in like two weeks. Stop giving me shit. We are awesome. Mm. What's that mean? Mm. Well, guess what we're talking about this week, Dave? I don't know who. Today we're talking about... Marcus Brody, sir. Brody, I can't do the R's. Brody, you can, yeah. I can't do that. Brody, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> this is the best part of the episode. Watching you try to roll your R's. Do it I again. Can't, I, I can't. I can't. I can't do that. Can you curl your tongue? Yeah, I can do that. You have no tongue control. I, I, I feel ask sorry. The wife. I feel sorry for your wife. <laughs> Marcus Brody. Oh, Chris, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't curl and twirl my arms, whatever it's called. Okay. So. We are talking about Marcus Brody. This is who we were going to uh, talk about when we switched to Sala because you were going to meet him. Yes. Unfortunately, I know you've never met this guy. I have not. But. You know why? Why? He's dead. Oh. <laughs> is that the sound of him dying? <laughs> That's how he died. It sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like Porkins. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> Got it. All right. Well, Marcus Brody, everyone knows. Is that going to be your thing this episode? Every time you say anything. Anytime I say anything? Okay. Uh, 
Marcus Brody is a British archaeologist who would become dean of students at Marshall College and was a longtime friend of the, the Jones family. I wouldn't even just say Indy. I'll say both because he was he first was. first a friend of the father and a man who got lost in his own museum. I heard that. Did you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this away. Go ahead. <laughs> Take it over. You're the better ones anyway. Away for you, huh? You're because I, all I know is I'm, you're going to scare me every time you play that. Yeah! It sounds like somebody dropped something on his toe. You could say that. I did say that. <laughs> what are you looking for? I'm looking for the full thing so I can get yours out of my mind. That dog. <laughs> Ready? Ready? Indy! Henry! Follow me! I know the way! Ha! I watched this. Got lost in his own museum. Uh-huh. After you, Junior. Junior. I watched this with my son and all, like a little bit, and he when he went, yeah, he's like, he was full of his horse. <laughs> he did all that. <laughs> yes, Unfortunately, he did. that wasn't him. No. So he was a he was born into a wealthy family in London. He's a British man. And first cool fact off the bat, very much like our hero Indiana Jones, he shared his name with an animal. Marcus is the name of the family cat of the Brody Brody family. <laughs> so, well, in the movie, in the movie, well, that's his backstory. I mean, Marcus is is very prolific in books. Like, there's a lot of Indiana Jones books, and Marcus is in almost all of them. He's in a lot of stuff. He's got a very long backstory. But the name Marcus was the name of the Brody family cat, and they named him after the cat. This is so stupid. <laughs> If you think this is stupid, wait till Does you, it get worse. Oh, it gets a lot worse. All right. Because tell me, well, I, I always ask you this, and I forgot to. What are your thoughts on Marcus to begin with? Tell me what you said before we started recording. Raiders and Crusade. He's in both. He's two different characters. He plays the same character. Yes, two different personalities of the character in each movie. Raiders. He's so badass. What, what am I playing? Well, you have that. You. you oh yeah, yeah. Saying how great that this one some line. Some of his voiceovers in Raiders are classically great. Yes, this is one of my favorites, and I think maybe it's because of the music that plays along with it. Yeah, it's great. Well, I mean, that for nearly 3,000 years, man has been searching for the lost ark. That's something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. It's like nothing you've ever gone after before. The music is what do- is what does it, and he's so <clears throat> he's really like like cool and suave, and just a nice like cool character in this movie. And Crusade, what happened to him? I totally agree with you. I wrote down things that were very similar. He's very he seems like a man in control. He's like a man of power. He seems like he's Indy's boss. Well, yes, and, and he is his boss. He's the dean of students at Marshall College. What I found funny is, is there's a scene where where, where Indy's getting ready in Raiders. He tosses his pack his suitcase. Yeah, throws in his outfit, his gun, his pistol. Yeah, and and Marcus says, "Well, five years ago, I could have done this. No, you couldn't. Have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's 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 no way five days ago. You know what I mean? No, there's no way you can see him out there doing this shit. Right." No way in hell. Everything you're saying is pretty right on. But I still love the guy. Okay. Love the guy so much. Yeah, the 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 way he is in Raiders, you don't get the sense that you get from what happened to him, you know, by 1989. I mean, 
that's a character arc that people probably didn't see coming. Because if the end of Raiders would be like, yeah, that guy was kind of cool. He was like, he was like in charge. He was like, got it. <laughs> right? He got it. He like had his stuff together. Not the way you think of him now. He, it's it's so. Have a seat, buddy. It's 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 so. It's like day and night. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's so like bumbly and and and, and doofusy, and he's like, he's like clumsy, and I don't like stupid kind of thing going on. And he's like falling down, falling off his horse almost. <laughs> yeah, you know. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad that you said those things because I think that's the way a lot of people feel. Let me give you some more backstory on Marcus. He went to Oxford with Henry Jones Senior. Uh, he also attended Princeton for a short time, and when he was there, he was a boxer. Can you picture this guy boxing? I, no, I, I I know what he boxes in real life, but no. What is that supposed to I mean? I can't. My son's across the table from me. There he is. I'm looking at him. There he is. He looks tired. He just, he just went bike riding. You need to go to bed, buddy. We're talking about grown-up stuff here. Mom's upstairs. You want to go ask her what was for dinner? He's not, he's not moving. <laughs> he's hungry. Okay. So, yeah, he was a boxer. He held a he held like a bantamweight title at Bantha, Princeton. you say? Not Bantha. Oh. Bantam. So, Marcus could box a little. I will, you know, it's weird. I would like to see him in his, in his youth, seriously, to see how, how badass he was. Well, I don't think he was ever badass, but <laughs> in his 20s, he did a lot of assisting Henry in his pursuit of the Holy Grail. He mainly did this through letters and advice and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of times they were separated by an ocean. So because Marcus's, I guess his strength was his knowledge. And you get that, I think, in both movies, especially. He knows his shit. He knows what he's talking about and what poor Indy has to go get. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) I'll wait here. You go bring me back something. So he did a lot of advising of Henry Sr. through letters and advice. He was more, like you've already said, of an academic than a field worker. Yeah. He would do things. He would go on digs, but that was not his thing. He was better in the library. In fact, there's that line it's one of the really only good lines of part four when indy says to that student almost all of archaeology is done in the library and right you gotta go find find you gotta go do, do, do the research first yes and that's what marcus was good at and i guess that's why indy uh valued his friendship he became a lecturer and professor which is how he met his wife elizabeth now she would die of pneumonia 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 <laughs> and he buried get it himself in his work <laughs> i think i say he buried like his wife or something well i'm sure he did that too then he then did he go dig her up yeah, i was gonna say what if he like ah crap i left that bracelet on her that i gave her indy, <laughs> yeah, indy. i know the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he he became once she died and he never married again. He dove headfirst into his work. He became curator of the National Museum. And the National Museum was was an American-based museum, Washington, New York City. And this is this is how much of a uh, archaeological school Marshall College was in Connecticut. There was a museum in the the university in Connecticut. Okay. So, and he was he became curator of that, uh, that along with being that's pretty student. cool. He watched young Indy grow up. Uh, he did accompany him on digs, but like I said, he was better off in the library. He came became sort of like a second father to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, he did. And you get that sense. I mean, when we were little and saw Raiders, we didn't 
know that James Bond was going to be his dad one day. Right. You, you just thought, well, this is like his uh, father figure to right. him. Like right. they had this, you could tell from their scenes together that they had, they, they loved each other. Yes, they did. So it was great. Henry was his real friend though. Like, like, do you remember that salute? I think I have that on here. That, that secret handshake in the tank. You remember that? Mm, oh yeah, a little bit. Now. <laughs> like so, Marcus, I didn't watch any. I didn't watch any any of the of the tank scenes. No. Well, today. Marcus is captured for the eight thousandth time, and Henry comes into the tank, and they have like the secret I handshake. This. Yeah. From uh, I guess from one of their university days, uh, they were like as soon as they see each other, they become like silly again. Like <laughs> like Sean Connor's like and and Denim Elliot's like yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know like they become like frat bros again. Yeah. It's like it's like really funny hazing <laughs> hazing um there's a story there's some stories in of, of them as young men which were funny like there's a story of them in 1920 in wales where they were meeting with scholars about grail stuff and stuff like that and henry got drunk talking about grail lore with the locals and he got arrested so these guys used to raise hell right which okay. is cool i loved i, loved, I, I yeah. wasn't seeing some backstory they're, they're, they're punks hooligans back in the yeah, day yeah they, they used they were like college like raising hell drinking right. talking about girls uh, bones bones <laughs> mummies yeah <laughs> uh and marcus had to bail him out well marcus not surprisingly got lost the whole night in this town in Wales trying to find the jail to go bail him out. That's pretty funny. That's, that's background right yeah. there. So uh, Henry's sitting in, in the jail cell all night. Marcus is lost in town. He reminds me of Mr. Magoo. Oh, do it. Oh, Magoo. Oh, Magoo. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's, he's just, like you said, bumbling is a good word for him. Yeah. He's, he's like um, the, um, he's the Nordberg of Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> and he's white. And he, didn't, and he didn't kill anybody. Not that we, not that we know of. Oh, uh, what are you accusing Denim Elliott of? Mm-hmm. I read some stuff today that I didn't know about. Really? I did. What did you read? I knew that he passed away. Yeah. I knew that he passed away of he of AIDS. Yes. But I did not know he was bisexual. You got a problem with that? Not at all. I'm living that life today. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Are you? Are you? This is a. This is a. Why do? You, why do you think I asked you over? Oh, okay. This <laughs> is like a. This is a coming out party for you. L- literally. Ooh. <laughs> Here's the handshake. I would dig into it more, but. Oh, jeez. But your son's here. That's right. Ah! <laughs> ah, that genius of the restoration. resuscitation. Oh my what god! What the hell is that? That's <laughs> oh actually, god. you know what? Let, let's put it out there, Dave. Whenever you come over here, that's what we do. Genius of the And I go, gah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's a here's one of the very cool facts that I found. 1925, Marcus gets Indy one of his first teaching jobs at London University. That's cool. Very cool. 1926. This is this is a this is a stunner. I'm ready for you, for you to see your draw hit the table. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. 1926. And yes. he's in a plane crash in South America and he's in a coma for a month. Other people died in the plane crash. It was a deadly plane crash. Indy survived. I don't know if there was a raft. <laughs> but right. but he survives. One of the dead in the plane crash, some explorer died. Right. But in the in, in the plane crash one of the the ones who perished is Indiana Jones's first wife. <gasps> that was my jaw. That was your jaw. <laughs> Did you know that Indiana Jones was married? 
I did not. He uh, was married. Married? Married. And it was just weird as Han Solo was supposedly married. That just came out this week, I, I heard. I saw somebody posted that on somebody. our Facebook page. Yeah. Come on. I didn't read into it, but I just saw he's married. Indiana Jones had a bride. They were newly reds. Her name was Deirdre. Uh, she, I looked her up. It's from a book called Indiana Jones and the Dance of the Giants. And his wife. <laughs> and the Dance in the Sheets. She was <laughs> Scottish, and he met her. I think it was a kind of like he was a professor. How she, long married? Like, like weeks. Uh, weeks. They were newlyweds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it was just a couple of weeks, you know. He they, they were married only a couple of weeks. I think she was in one of his classes, and she wrote a paper about Merlin. And he really liked the paper. They get to talking, yada, yada, yada. They get married. Weeks later, they're in a plane crash and she dies. Indy's in a coma for a month. When he wakes up, he doesn't even remember her. But Marcus has to be the one to break him the news that his wife is dead. So Mar- This is weird. It is weird. Yeah. Marcus is there with him. Where is Henry during all this? Deadbeat dad. He's, he's out exploring. I guess. He's out, you know... Finding his his mummy. Well, Marcus is the one that sits with Indy by his bedside and breaks the news to him that his newly wedded bride. If you don't, if you don't remember it, then it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> you know what I mean, like if you don't know you were even married, oh, your wife, oh, I was married. You know, you you have no idea, so it doesn't really hurt you as much. All right, well, that's part of Indy's story. I'm assuming I had no idea. There's even a picture of her, like a artist rendering of her. <laughs> what was that? Was that getting up and farting? No, he's trying to be be quiet. With oh. it all, but it's not working. I thought your son was beefing on no. us. No, you'll know. Trust me. Oh, okay, good. So, uh, yeah, he was married. Deirdre. Deirdre. That's Deirdre Jones. It doesn't matter though. Oh, uh, really? Because if you don't, if you don't remember, it didn't happen. Okay, you don't like it because it's not in the movies. A little bit. All right. Well. Let's get back to Marcus. In 1929, Marcus's brother-in-law goes missing, and Indy helps him find him. That this is the start of a long string of misfortune. Adventures. Misfortune that anything, basically anything associated with Marcus, is most likely feeling, most likely going to go missing. I have a feeling if he like can't find his keys, yeah, he calls Indy, help me find my keys. I think that's. And true. then he comes over, and his keys are on a thing. He gets a little sandbag. He gets here's your keys. <laughs> I think you're that, right. That's what I think happens every time. All right. Well, here you go. Where's my remote? Indy. <laughs> Did you check in the couch cushions? Here it is. Ah! Ah! <laughs> 1930 in a dig in Sweden. They're there together, but it snows. So Marcus stays in the hotel. It's cold, Dave. <laughs> it snows. And Marcus is like, it's too cold out there for me, Indy. Ah, I forgot my mittens. It's cold, man. So Indy goes in and gets involved with some woman named Teresa Lawrence. They find an ancient scroll. She's an archaeologist and a ring. She steals the ring from Indy. But the real treasure is this scroll, which you're going to love this. Bella comes along and steals from that Marcus. son of a bitch. <laughs> He's a cherry picker. He's always like in the shadow. He's always he, he's a stalker. He just stalks them. Well, this scroll was important. I'm not exactly sure what the scroll was, but Marcus had it, loses it to Belloc. Right. Belloc and Marcus have a fight. In fact, there's a, Is there a, a boxing fight. Yeah, he must not have been that good of a boxer. If nah. he's getting beat up by a little French dude, <laughs> because it's a. I think this was in a comic because I saw a picture. It was Marcus with like a black eye. <laughs> For real, <laughs> like a young Marcus with a black eye. Um, so 
he Belloc wants to sell this scroll to the Nazis already. I mean, this is like early Nazis. Nazis. Indy and the woman get back together to get the scroll back, and then Indy steals the ring back from her. So this is a convoluted story. But Mark, the, the moral of the story here, this is one of many things where you're going to find Marcus had something and lost it. Right. And right. got himself in shit, and Indy had, and to, had to save him again. Okay. Now, the statues. He's, he's a curator of many statues all over the world. Statues are stolen from basically every museum that he ever works in. But that's not his fault. Why not? Because he's not the security. He's not Ben Stiller watching all this shit. Ben Stiller. Yum, yum. Give me gum, gum. You know what I mean? Like, it's not his fault. He just works there. It's not his fault. He can't blame Marcus. It's funny that you uh, mentioned that movie because it's going to come up a little later. Okay. Uh, but more stolen statues. One's of a crocodile or something. Uh, every time this stuff happens, he gets promoted. Marcus does. When shit gets stolen, good job. You get promotion? Yeah, basically. He keeps getting high-ranking positions at all kinds of museums, including the American Museum of Natural History in New York City, uh-huh. which is the Night at the Museum Museum. That's right, dum-dums. <laughs> yeah. So, like, every time, like, you would think a guy that has this much stuff happen to him, he not only would not get promoted, he'd get fired. He, well, maybe they just feel sorry for him. Well, that's not a reason to get a job. How long? Do, how does he keep getting jobs? He's like a lot of people that I know in the field that I work in. They're awful at their jobs, but somehow they keep climbing the ranks. And that takes you off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. makes every. That happens to it everybody. Probably, it's probably family. He probably knew a family member. You know what I mean? Like he's probably family of somebody. Well, in 1933, he's back to America to tell Indy that a famous manuscript that he had. Guess what happened to it? Wait, it's gone. It had been stolen. Okay. Okay. By who? Belloc? <laughs> no, that was not Belloc. A year later, 1934, he gets marooned on some islands and Indy has to come rescue him. Oh, my God. This is like, I'm like, this is the chip it, of the why iceberg. Is, why is he so, Indy's still so nice to him, though? That's all a good shit, question. All the shit that he's, he's put him through. Good question. 1936, another expedition with Indies captured by Nazis. Again. Again. Taken to the Tomb of the Gods. Okay, there's a, it's a big story of the Tomb of the Gods, and the Nazis want to open it, get the supernatural power. It's very Raiders-like. And uh, when you open this tomb, apparently, like, voices come out, and okay. they're, they're powerful. Uh, some other archaeologists that they capture, they, force, they want to force him to open this tomb, and he won't do it, and they kill him for it. So then it's next, it's Marcus's turn. Well, of course, he does it. You know, yeah, like of course. He, he just, you know, okay, I'll do it. You know, like whatever. And these spirits come out. They they like kind of like inhabit some some soldiers like, who go on a killing spree. Oh wow! And and kill all the Nazis. But you know, like, now that's pretty cool. Yeah, but the the moral of the story is that he's again captured <laughs> don't, by Nazis. Don't have Marcus watch your kids. <laughs> yeah, right. India has to save him. Why would you take this guy along? Why does he keep taking him along? He must. He must like. I don't know, like feel bad for him. Maybe maybe Andy they like, promises dad I'll I'll watch over him or take care of him. Something. These are all good theories. But but they're all wrong. Well, it's I don't know. I mean, like I'm wondering this as I read this story because there's still more stuff. Now you get to the movie and he has a lull in his buffoonery because Marcus is the curator of the National Museum and he ranges what he thinks I mean, you have the whole scene at the beginning and the end of the movie right. with Agents Eaton and Musgrove Eaton was uh, Porkins. We right. did an episode on him. He arranges what he thinks is a deal with the US government so that when they find the Ark, they'll study it. Right. No. They well but that's not his fault. Okay. <laughs> Why are you a Marcus defender? Because they 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 lied to him. Top men are taking care of it. And they they lied to him. It's not he's 
he's gullible almost. Like he'll he'll believe anything. Mm-hmm. Well, he's there at the end of the movie in Washington. You know, when Indy walks out with the have right. bureaucratic fools, right. that whole thing, and they do get paid. I mean, at least secure right. some pay for. But them. I think to Indian Marcus, that money's they don't care exactly. They don't they don't get the arc. <laughs> it's every nice job. Every time he gets involved, <laughs> it's a mess. You, you you get you don't get that bumbling buffoon sense of him in Raiders. He Not seems, at all. He seems like he's a so man normal. In, yeah, he's and he's in control. A man of knowledge. He's outraged at the end. Like you you're 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 with it. Right. Now, now in between Raiders and Last Crusade, this is a nice little tidbit. It doesn't have too much to do with him. But we haven't done an episode on Marion. I guess maybe we will. It's it's coming soon. There's a few more left that we're going to do. Yeah. Well, Marion becomes the public relations officer for the museum. She okay. she like gets a job there. I guess Marcus kind of gives her a job. Say it's all family related. And Marion, Indy, and Marcus go on expeditions together. Like it's a kind of nice little post. Threesome almost. There you go. He is by. Well, there you go. You you bring it all back. It's all, it all back, back to, to the buy. <laughs> so I thought that was a nice little tidbit about her. Now, Last Crusade. Yes. Let's start talking Benny about Hill. <laughs> That's a good. Did, like, did, yeah. you, did you get that theme? Find that theme. <laughs> Indy gets the cross of Coronado at the beginning. And it starts out cool because Indy does it and they almost recreate that scene from Raiders. And I actually like, did. I watched the Raiders scene and this scene kind of. Close together, where he walks in, stands stands against the wall, yep. and then make eye. It was. It was. I it's mean, almost, I saw the age though in like five years. I guess he he didn't age that good in five years. Well, it's that 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 scene is great, and he still seems kind of normal to begin with because he's like, doesn't he say something? You know how much, how long I've been looking for this market? All your life, and he's like, and he's like, all your life, and he's like, all my life. Yeah, yeah like at that yeah. point, it's still. And like, he holds the holds the cross, and, and they walk out. Yeah, yeah, and he probably loses it. <laughs> but it's in the hallway still, you know. Let me just put this down. Out of the way. <laughs> okay, so Henry's gone, and Marcus goes with Indy to Venice. This is where he's ah Venice. <laughs> this is where he solidifies his character as a buffoon. Yeah, a third wheel, even a blocker. Yeah, <laughs> because he's in there with uh, Elsa. Look at him just her. looking at us. Did you hear what I said? Earmuffs. Don't look at me like Don't, look at me like Don't judge me. What are you doing, buddy? Don't judge me. <laughs> He's hungry. He is hungry. Go ask mom. She's upstairs, buddy. All right. Well, what's the first thing he does when he gets to Venice? Chris. Who? Marcus. Get lost, I think. He or? gets knocked out when he's supposed to be watching, being the lookout at the library. Oh, the library, yeah. So he's yeah, he there does. for 10 minutes yeah. and he gets knocked out. It's not his fault, though. Oh, yes. because <laughs> because the um, bad guys knocked him out. It's not his fault. He's he's old. With these young bad guys knocked him out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I feel ne- I just feel sorry for him. He's like he just. I feel like I just want to hug him. I feel sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think if this stuff wasn't in the movies, you wouldn't like it. I think you're right. <laughs> okay. The next time you see him is in a sked run, but there's this cool scene before it. Uh, where they talk about him, and this is pretty famous. It's perfectly obvious where the pages are. He's given them to Marcus Brody. Marcus? You didn't drag poor Marcus along, did you? He's not up to the challenge. He sticks out like a sore thumb. We'll find him. The hell you will. He's got a two-day head start on you, which is more than he needs. 
Brody's got friends in every town and village from here to this dam. He speaks a dozen languages, knows every local custom. He'll blend in, disappear. You'll never see him again. With any luck, he's got the grail already. Oh, does anyone here speak English? Or even eat and drink? I want any fish make of it. Now, this, this, this <laughs> scene, yeah. do you think that Indiana Jones... Really does think that about Marcus? No. Or do you think he's just lying? He's he's just covering put, for him. He's putting up a front to make it seem like they're not a deep doo doo. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've always it, does, it does sound like maybe he just thinks he's such a smart guy, but behind closed doors, maybe Marcus puts on an act in front of Indy. Like I'm so smart. I think Indy's acting because Henry's like you know surprised. Yeah, like, why true. would you bring him along? Yeah. He's an idiot. I've known right. him since he, college. He's Benny Hill. I gotta find that thing. I've known him since college. Why did you bring him along? Not only did you bring him along, he gives him the grail. True. The grail diary. Yeah, everything. Don't give him anything. Don't give him anything. Nope. No. I agree. He needs he needs a collar like a kitten on his own neck. <laughs> One of those those kid, those kid um, collars when they would go to the mall. Yeah. So he's in a scatter run. Uh, after that great speech about uh, you know from Indy, but it's all it's all BS. The only languages that he really speaks, he says uh, he speaks a dozen languages. Right. He references it there in that in that first clip. Marcus does. The only language he speaks besides English. I know the way. Oh, I see the little, the little bold guy getting whacked in the head. <laughs> I love that bold yeah. guy. God bless you, Benny Hill. Benny Hill. The only language that he speaks beside English is ancient Greek. When did he did when when in the movie? Did he speak it? He doesn't speak it in the movie. We he asks, he's like, "Is anyone here speak English or even ancient Greek?" He's just making that up. After which, what does he do? He immediately gets kidnapped he again. Does. But that's not his fault because. Sala said, go in here. And he throws him in the back of a truck. Not knowing it was the back so of a truck. Are you blaming Sala? I am. You better For a second, not be maybe blaming. Sala's behind everything. What? You better not. You better watch yourself. <laughs> Marcus Brody. I can't do that. Brody. I can't do that. He sounds like you're saying, blow me down. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you know the one thing? Like, and he's like, they're offering him chickens and stuff, and he tells him he's a vegetarian. Yeah, you know, like I guess because he doesn't want. I don't know if he's a vegetarian or not, but he doesn't want the chicken. Do you know, remember the guy offers him water? No. Do you remember what he says? This is one of my trivia questions. No, it's not. Okay, I, I'm listening. I got three good ones for you, but you haven't said anything. The guy offers him water, and he says something like, "I, I think I have it here." What did he say? I'm not thirsty. Listen to this. This is why he doesn't take water from the guy. Are you ready for this? I'm listening. I never even, I never even caught that. Oh my god! He won't drink water because fish make love in it. I never, I never heard that. It's so, it's so quick and, and that's funny as hell. He's a comedian now. He yeah, he's Benny Hill. Are you sad you got rid of it? I did. I didn't actually. There's some other. I mean, every time he talks, it's a joke at this point. He's captured by Nazis again. He gives them the Grail Diary. Yeah, yeah, he has no choice. He has to. Or they're gonna uh, kill. Him. I am so sick of your apologizing for Marcus. Do you hate Marcus? I'm starting to. Bloody. Bloody. Blow me down. Blow me. Blow me. <laughs> Do you... What's Here's going on? Care to wet your whistle, Marcus? I'd rather spit in your face. But as I haven't got any spit, I'd rather <laughs> spit in your face. 
Why is he so emotional? I don't know. But I mean, he gets himself in the last scene. Like, I guess he belongs there, but after reading this backstory, I'm really kind of disappointed in him. Um, he's just being an ass again. Like, I, yeah, know, I know. Like, it's oh, stupid. <laughs> Ready? Ready? Indy! Henry! Follow me! I know the way! Ah! How old is that guy on that horse? <laughs> the stunt man? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's so sad. When you watch Raiders, you just love me. It's cool as shit. When you watch Crusade, it's like, what happened to him in, in, in the past five years? He he became... Oh, not five years. What, what year was it with Raiders? 81? Raiders, yeah. So I guess to 89. Years. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. So he becomes straight up comic relief, sort of like Sala. Yeah, but it was nice, though, seeing them back. Like 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 both of the Sala and, and Marcus. Just to, to remind you... Raiders, you know. Yeah. Even though he was, you know, losing shit and dropping shit left and right. Yeah, Mr. Magoo. Oh, Magoo. Now, in 1939, in 1939, he returns, he retires as curator, excuse me, and goes back to being dean at Marshall College until 1944. Okay. And that kind of leads into some of the stuff that you see in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, great movie. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm all. In 1952, he dies at the age of 74. Indy was one of the people that pushed for and got this bronze statue of Marcus uh, yeah. that's in the quad at, at the college, which must have been made of tinfoil because it falls apart as easy as it does in part four. But that's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because whoever made this the thing didn't use enough glue. That one, I guess I'll agree with you. Thank you. That's the only one that's not his fault. His <laughs> statue falls apart. No, you like, can't blame the, we can't blame him. That thing is like those chocolate, hollow chocolate Easter bunnies. So you, that you, get. It? you just yeah. like pop the head off. It's all hollow inside. <laughs> yeah. That's Marcus's statue. So um, there's also a portrait of him hanging in the college that you see in the uh, in the fourth film. I think there's a picture of Marcus on Indy's desk, kind of like the solid picture. So those those eight by ten like. Still shots. Yeah, it's like it's like a still shot from the movie, right? That they yeah, put yeah. in a frame. <laughs> yeah. On the bottom, it says his, his the actor's name. Yeah, it says Denim Elliott. Yeah. Um, here's one great last thing as far as Marcus, uh, Indy's wedding in part four. The minister forgets his Bible. <laughs> you know, good job. <laughs> one sure sign you hired a shitty minister is that they forget their Bible when they do the ceremony. This is this is already off. This is like. Uh, Joey Tribbiani getting his online uh, <laughs> yeah. minister license to, to marry Monica and Chandler. But Charles, uh, I forget his name, it's like, it's like Stanforth or something like that. The guy that uh, is the successor, um, Jim Broadbent, I think, is the actor. Okay, He's the successor that kind of takes the role that Marcus would have had in part four because uh, yeah. Denim Elliott had died. He remembers that the Brody family Bible is there that Marcus had left to the college in his will. So he runs and gets it to be used in the ceremony where Indy and Marion get married. So that's that's sweet. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. The, the Bible that they get married with is Marcus's Bible. That's that's sweet. It is. Now, Denim Elliott. Yes. Died before Crystal Skull. 
Uh, do you know him from anything else? You, uh, you, I do not, Ashley. You like at least one of the movies he's in. He did a lot of stuff in, in the UK that we're probably not that familiar with, but you're a fan of uh, Trading Places, right? Yeah. He's uh, one of the guys in Trading two. Places, I think. He's not one of the two main guys. He's like one of the rich white guys, you know? Like, oh, okay. Like, and he's not like one of the main guys, but he's in Trading Places. He was actually nominated for Best Sporting Actor in 1987 for the film A Room with a View. Mm, okay. He lost, but, you know, like, not many people could say they're Academy Award nominees, and this man can. I know him from, and I mentioned this before, a pretty obscure English movie called Brimstone and Treacle. I made you watch this movie. Do you yeah, remember this? I remember this. Do you remember anything about it? <laughs> no. I think even you I, were disturbed. Did I, did I doze off during that? You may have. Yeah, right. asshole. No, no, that was a Manhunter. Yeah, Manhunter. Great movie. Yeah, I did off during that. But yeah, I remember you watched, made me watch this shit. Yeah. Do you remember anything about it? Two, king, two Knights or something? No, I'm way off. You're like way off. I don't then. It starts. I know Sting. Sting's in it. Yeah, it starts Sting. I'm biggest Sting fan. Planet Earth. Okay, so <laughs> Sting is a drifter. He's like this kind of creepy drifter. And Denim Elliott and Joan Plowright plays his wife. Um, they take in Sting uh, into their house, and 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 Denim Elliott's name is Mr. Bates. In fact, there's Sting did the whole soundtrack to Brimstone and Treacle. One of the songs is How Stupid Mr. Bates. It's about that character. Um, I can't believe you don't remember this. I, I don't. They I have mean, a daughter. Uh, 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 she's like a teenage, maybe in her early 20s daughter, and she's in. She's like a vegetable. Do you remember this? But she's like smoking hot. For, for a second, I thought you meant that she was like a carrot or something. Or like, <laughs> no. She just lies there. She's like she's like in this vegetative this. state. Oh, wait a minute here. Do you remember this? I think I think did did, did somebody like <laughs> sexually like attack her? Sting rapes her. Yeah, I in remember the movie. That a it's bit really now. disturbing. I remember cause, and she <laughs> she couldn't do anything about it. Well, that's when she wakes up. In fact, there's a song. I have some of the stuff. I only have one song on the from the soundtrack on on my uh, um, iPod, but. I mean, I have, I actually have a few, but I don't have this song. There's a couple of songs on the, uh, there, there's one song on the soundtrack, which is just score from the movie with her screaming underneath it while he's raping her. That's disturbing. It's awful. And, and that's your, that, and that's one of your favorite movies? I love this movie. It's so <laughs> creepy and disturbing. I mean, I, I remember it affecting me as a young person. Like, And that, that song is called A Kind of Loving. That is one kind of loving for him. So he, she's like a vegetable, and Sting sees this, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something." <laughs> and while he's doing it, that's when she wakes up to screaming, and so, they come in. So and maybe he him. helped her out. Maybe he brought her out of the vegetable state. I don't think so. Okay. So that's what I know him from. I know him from Brimstone and Treacle. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's so like he passed away. And, uh, I mean, he was probably like one of the first. I mean, AIDS was a, in, the, in the just came out in the eighties. Like he was probably one of the first, you know, batch of people who who stars who who got AIDS and all. Yeah, I never knew he was. I always I always thought he was gay, but I never knew like bisexual. Hmm. Yeah, and just, yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, it wasn't as big a thing. Like I remember the biggest, the first big one when we were young was uh, Rock Hudson. Yeah, and after yeah, Rock yeah, Hudson yeah. got AIDS, it became like a thing. Like. Like people can get AIDS, you know? right? Right. Was it just like the way it had been being portrayed in the in the media? Did he did he die in 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 eighty like right after Crusade? I'm not exactly sure. You could uh, you could probably find that better than I could. Um, I think I thought he died. I don't even know if he was out if he was um alive when the Crusade came out. 
Right. I don't think he was. You know what I mean? I think you're right, now that you say that. But uh, as far as Marcus goes, that's about all I got. And uh, I got to say... No, he died in 92. In 92? Yeah. All right. 70 years old. Trading places, room of the view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in... That's probably all... Toy Soldiers. Huh. All right. Yeah. Well... All right. One of the one of the greatest. I mean, he's he's still it's it's still he's you know there's 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 Indy, his dad, Marion, and then Solomon. But like, he's in the top five. Yeah. Of, of Indiana Jones characters. Yep. And and the backstory has been written based basically on his Last Crusade character. Like maybe if they if they if he had never been in Last Crusade, and they wrote his backstory based on the ways and Raiders, I think it would have been a lot different than this. But because of the way he was portrayed in that movie. He comes off like a buffoon. Yeah, it's it's annoying. It's, he's so cool in Raiders. He's so Benny Hill in, in the last one. But that's all I got. All right, Dave. Yes. Trivia. Trivia. We have we have records. Yeah, trivia. No, we're just having fun. No, we're no, just, no. Just it's, two it's, guys it's, it's, sitting it's, it's, at a table drinking Miller High Life and talking about Indiana Jones. You got your first. I think it's three three. I think it's four three. Serious. I think it is. All right. We gotta, we gotta, Mr. Competitive. We gotta, we should put that down on the back of the of, of Star Wars one. Okay, All go right. for it. I'm ready. <clears throat> All right, these are, are it's yeah, I'm telling because you, you asked me, it was about the Mickey Mouse guy, Mickey Mouse. All yeah. Right. All right, here are here are your questions. I'm ready. <clears throat> and Crystal Skull, <clears throat> the passing of, of Brody is acknowledged several times in the film. He's in, he's in like in the film three times. I just told you. Okay. I don't think you said all all three. I want to know all three. There's Please. the statue. There's a portrait of him, and there's the the picture on Indy's desk. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm not I'm not counting the, the the picture on his desk. I'm sorry. Oh, you're not counting things that are actually answers. Okay, what no. are you counting then? <laughs> I'll, I will give you that point. Is something named after him, like yeah. the Marcus Brody something or other? Well, the um, the Marcus Brody the, like parking lot or something. Close. Yeah. It's the, the malt library. shop. The malt shop is was named was named was named Brody's. Why is the malt shop named after him? I didn't even know that until, until, until I saw it. Is that when he sticks his comb in the guy's coke? Yeah, and combs I his guess hair? it's called Brody's. Have you seen? Oh shit! I have not watched that. What the Shia LaBeouf thing? The Shia LaBeouf Nothing. motivational. Speech. I keep on hearing about it and seeing it. I never hit play. You're gonna listen to it. Is is it bad? It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. All right. Okay. Keep keep giving me my All right. my stupid. He um, he has appeared in three films that were nominated for, for for Best Picture Oscars. Raiders is one of them. Can you name one of the other two? A Room with a View. Okay. What was the other one? Alfie. Oh, okay. He's in the original Alfie that they then remade Jude later. Law. Jude Law. Yeah. What are you doing, kid? You're derailing the whole show. That's not funny. Why do you come in here and he shows show, me his money? Come out here and show us your fat stack. That's more money than I got. Don't come out here and brag about your fat stack. Question number three. What? You got two rice so far, all right? Okay. True or false? When Brody first goes to Indy's house to discuss the mission, okay? Jones is dressed that way because there's a, a young woman in the bedroom. True or false? 
A young woman in the bed. What, when he's in his robe? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I think she's in her own room. Like, they had had sex. She's, like, in the shower in her own room. I'm going to say no. It says, Jones is dressed that way because he was entertaining a young woman in his bedroom. The script originally planned to show her before moving to the next scene to give Indy a more worldly persona like like Bond. However, her appearance was cut out as Spielberg thought that being a playboy did not fit Indy's character. So, it's cut from the movie? Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know. Alright, are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. Alright, get ready. This is going to change your life. I think it's... I think it's do fun. it! Just do it! Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! Some people dream success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible! You should get to the point where anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there. No! What are you waiting for? Do it! (laughs) Just do it! Yes, you can! Just do it! Yes, I can! What's in his hand? Nothing. If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. He looks pretty buff. What's at the end? Where he does the... (sighs) Nothing. Do you feel motivated? I'm gonna do. You know what I'm gonna do? What? I'm gonna just do it. You're gonna just, just, just do, do it. it! <laughs> what was that? I love it. You guys so great. What are we doing him? I think three, three, four. I think it's five to four. Will you stop with by the you. scores? Scores matter. The score doesn't Points matter. Points matter. Let's do Shia Buff. Let's do Mutt Williams next. I'm ready. <laughs> you wanna? I think he was talking to us when he said, Meaning, "Just do it, do it." So we're gonna we're gonna do all right. Let's he, let's do Mutt Williams. He was talking about us doing Mutt Williams on the show. That's what he's talking about. You know what? I I bet you a crisp dollar bill in in his wallet. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you if we reached out to him, yeah, he could be on. Well, just do it then. I'm gonna try. <laughs> Because this guy looks like he'd like he'll do anything for any kind of any anythingness. All right, Chris All right. is gonna get in touch with our main man Shia. I will try, and we'll see if he can just be on our show. Tell him that he's he's motivated us to <laughs> to, uh, to just everybody say just do it. Just do it. <laughs> there you go. See, it was not there with his own tooth doing that. All right. All right. Tune in next time. We discuss. Just do it! You're not going to tune in? Why not? Just do it! You blew it! Thanks for listening to Indiana Jones in Character. Indiana Jones in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit www.neozaz.com. The Indiana Jones and Character podcast is not endorsed by nor affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. All Indiana Jones characters, places, and situations are copyright Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. 
Visit www.ijic.neozaz.com for the latest Indiana Jones in character episodes and information. Thank you.